What do you do when business starts to slow down? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. And welcome back to The Command Z Show. I'm here with Shelby. How's it going, Shelby? Oh, it's going really good. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, that's that's all I had planned. <laughs> that's it. Uh, how, no, okay. On a, on a serious level here, you have uh, had a big weekend. I did. Tell us about it. I um I went to Boston, Massachusetts, and I graduated from Emerson College with my MFA in writing for film and television. So it was pretty big. It was a lot of fun. Um, the graduation ceremony was was very cool. They put my they put my hood on. Felt very special. So yeah. it was cool. That's that's incredible. I said it before, but congratulations. That is no easy uh, easy task that you you just did there. I am I am dealing with with the uh, they call it like post PhD syndrome or like post grad school depression, where it's like oh now you have to um, kind of grapple with who are you without. It's been, that, three, it's been three days and you're depressed. It's true. <laughs> it's like, it's like, dang it. I don't have any assignments anymore. Dang. What am I supposed uh, to write for? I'm sure you'll pack that with something soon, won't you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm already working on another feature. Um, stuff is rolling. I'm, first day of shooting is tomorrow. So we are yep. rolling. no time. Yep. Uh, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I uh, love it. So uh, let's get into uh, the, the question for the day. And it is... The question of the day is, what do you do when business starts to slow down? I like this question. Um, obviously very, very relevant for this time of year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's kind of, there's three really slow months of the year. I mean, it's all relative, but for us generally the last few years, the the slower months have been, um, let's see, I think it's November or no, it's December, January. And I believe June is the, uh, another one that's in there. And that's, that's what we're, we're coming up to. Right. And at first it was always something that's a little bit scary because you didn't really know what the slower months generally were. Mm-hmm. But once you, once you start to identify what those months are, it becomes less of a surprise, I guess. Um, but that's, that's kind of one of the things that, that we sort of prepare for. Um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely say like this, this year in general, I think for everybody across the board has been a slower year. So it's like those, those months that are generally like, more and less that still applies but now they're just all all a little down all a little down right so it's something that that i pay attention to as far as like project requests goes mm-hmm. i think i probably talked about this in another episode but that's my first identifier if something is going to be slow or mm-hmm. is already so i'm always like counting per week 
per month. Uh, how many how many project leads do we get in? And I I always keep our averages really close by in a little dashboard that I have in Notion. I'm always like, all right, like this is the number we normally get. So if we get about that, then I think we're on pace to do what we did last year, right? Or do what we normally do. But if something's less or if something's more, then I know that it might be time to either change. If it's if it's on the low side, I'm always like, all right, well, we need to change how we are doing some of our marketing and business development. We need to increase some of those efforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if the project requests are higher than usual, I'm generally thinking about staffing at that point. And okay, how are we going to adapt to that? Do we have to turn down projects or can we scale our team temporarily to be able to reach this need? Uh, and if that, if that, uh, if those project requests start going higher on a consistent basis, that's whenever we generally look to hire full time. So I try to make it as easy as I can for myself to, to try to remove as much emotion from that question as, mm-hmm. as possible. Cause it's really, really difficult to just not get really doom and gloom about things that are happening, right? Um, which I'm not going to say that I'm completely over that stuff and it doesn't affect me. Like there's times where, I mean, again, when we we think we're in the running for a project and then we don't get it, like that that hurts. It doesn't ever not hurt. Because you're well, like, that's, oh. that's natural. For sure. Um, I, You know, we are supposed to care about this stuff. Uh, again, like... Part of the part of the problem that I have, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too, is it doesn't take me long to get obsessed with something. So that I think that kind of plays into just some of the hurt a little bit more. Where it's like, all right, like if we're going to go into like ideas, we're going to write a proposal, we're going to really figure this stuff out. Like it it becomes personal no matter what, right? And you just start to obsess about it. You start to think about it before you fall asleep at night. Wake up still thinking about other things, like. While some say that it's unhealthy, I just, I don't know. That's one of the things I love most is that I get to get obsessed about different things all the time. And maybe it just lends itself well to a person with obsessive personality. Well, I mean, what's the point of doing it if it's not, you know, something that's it's really driving you? I mean, if you're not obsessing over it, why do it, you know? I think it's a good point. Um, so... I think there's there's things like that that happen that that hurt. Um, mm-hmm. When you start to see that, like, uh, I guess I'll get I'll, let's get real personal here. Like when you see that like your project requests are dropping, you know you start to have that feeling where you're like, oh my god, like nobody nobody knows about us anymore. Nobody loves us, right? Like that's that's the extreme that people dive to whenever these things happen. And again, it becomes a, it becomes a bit personal whenever that happens. So what what I try to do is make it, try to remove all the emotion from it that I possibly can by looking at numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers don't lie, as long as you kept track of the data properly anyway. <laughs> um, that's a whole other episode, <laughs> keeping track of your data properly, like a scientist. Um, so I think that that's kind of the, the first part there is... What, what do you do when things start to slow is you don't respond emotionally. Mm-hmm. Try to respond as, what's the opposite of emotional? Pragmatically? I don't know. You guys get it. Um, just do the opposite of be emotional about it as much as you can anyway. Uh, 
Um, and I don't know. I think I think for me again, it's it's like, all right, what is the what is the plan? You can't do nothing. Um, well, you can, but when you do nothing, business generally dies, right? And that's, I think that's one of those areas where people get a bit caught up. That's that's why people decide at a certain point where it's like, okay, maybe freelance isn't for me. Maybe running a business isn't for me. It's whenever they experience that that defeat. Because one, they either don't know what to do or they don't have the energy to do what it might take to kickstart, re-kickstart things again, right? Like that's when business becomes difficult. The first couple stages of, of being freelance or starting a business is quite easy. Um, I mean, yeah, setting up a business, announcing to the world that you are open for business. Like anyone can do that. That's not what makes people special when we do these things. I hope nobody feels like I'm attacking them right now, but um, to, you know, to go to your state's office and register your business, that stuff's easy. It takes time, but it's easy. That's also like, the, it's the exciting part too. Right. It's the start. Right. Yeah. right. yeah. You At that point, you're, you have this huge wave of momentum. Mm-hmm. So what happens when that wave crashes? Yep. And that's, that's how it crashes, right? Is, oh no. Nobody loves me. Um, <laughs> nobody cares that I even do this. I might as well just stop doing this altogether. Um, which again, if that's a decision that you make, totally understandable. I'm not trying to say anything about that. Yeah. But that's why I say like that's that's where you really figure out if you're doing the right thing or not is how you respond when things are not going super well. Mm-hmm. So in my eyes... Again, I'm always looking for those things because you want to try to look for the the clues before things slow down, right? You you don't want to find out that things are slow in the middle of things being slow because you, you have less options on what you can do at that point. Yeah. But if you start to pay attention to the data, pay attention to the signs, you can then act much quicker. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be completely honest here, like with with, with our year, again, we started seeing, okay, January leads are down. February leads are down. Now, we, we are in this good position right now where we have some long-term projects going on. So those, those are great. Like, love love those projects. But you can't always just depend on those to kind of get you through. That's That's like another mistake that people make is they're like, oh, no, I booked this like eight-month project. Like, I'm good. But... What happens whenever that ends? You basically, like, if you do nothing, if you, you know, don't do any business development during that time, don't do any marketing during that time, everyone forgets that you even exist. Mm-hmm. And not that they don't love you, but they will forget about what you do. So there's a lot of content in the world. Yeah. If you're not a so, part of it, they will forget. Right. So it's kind of like the equivalent of staying at the top of their email inbox. Not. Yeah physically all the time but um it's it's that idea where it's like how do you stay relevant yeah so for me that i mean that's a lesson that i had to learn where i was like oh i'm busy i'm totally fine um and then uh, this was many years ago but i was like oh it'll be fine like i've been busy so far nobody's calling whatever i'll just work on my house for like a month and that's what i did and then after that month still nobody's calling and i was like okay i made a mistake (laughs) 
Uh, like, now I'm in trouble, and I could have done something about this earlier, but I, I didn't. So, anyway, so I see, like, whenever I see a couple of months, I'm like, oh, actually, like, we're dropping below on averages there. We need to kick things up a notch, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Honestly, whether we have the capacity to take on a new project is completely irrelevant to me. Because yep. I'm like, and that's that's how we find some of the coolest opportunities that we find is whenever we keep trying even when we're busy and that's oh, I'm talking about so many things right now but like let's take that little tangent for just a moment <laughs> when you seek work when you do business development and you don't need the work um there is a lot of power in those conversations you have so much leverage on your side whereas when you become desperate where you're like oh no i need to book something this week you'll take whatever yep and again there there's times where we hit those those areas where we're like whatever we just need to take something on not often as i try not to have that happen often but for the most part it's like oh you know what like i there's people that come to us with projects i'm like man like two years ago we would have been all over this but like maybe this just isn't really the best fit for us at this moment. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, well, now I have a little bit of leverage here. I'm okay with losing this this project. But if we can increase our, we can maybe use this to increase our rates, or maybe we can use this project to do something new that we've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or hey, maybe I am trying to grow the team a little bit. This this would be a good thing to bring on to be able to help that process along. So it's really important to always be doing that stuff, even when things are going really well. It's not a vacation. Like you don't get to just take time off because everyone's busy on a team or whatever. I think most people are probably kind of solopreneurs, freelancers at this yeah. listen, but um, it's, it's not a time to just kind of relax, basically. Like you need to find, okay, what is the effort that I'm going to give and and how often will I will I do that thing? You know, if you choose to be freelance or start your own business, you are committing to play every role in every department in a company, basically. And I think people also fail to understand that it is, you know, if you are a great animator, you if you go freelance, you are not just an animator anymore. You you are also the marketing department. You are the sales department. You are production, obviously. You are accounting you are human resources um you are the ceo you're the coo um like you you have to play all those roles right and if you fail to play any of those roles at all your business will fail it's it's really that simple um now obviously when you're doing it by yourself you just can't commit so much time to those things that's that's what led me to building a team Mm-hmm. around me where i was like you know for me i was i was just an animator and i was trying to do all these things and then i was like how am i ever supposed to grow a company whenever like i'm trying to do all of these different things yep. and once you start to hire a person or two you start to realize oh no i that, that was whenever i knew that i was doing too many different jobs i didn't know before that um so yeah it's just keeping all that stuff in mind that just because you're busy on the production side doesn't mean marketing and sales gets to vacation. So I guess, yeah, just, just laying that out right there. So for us, we see a couple slow months. Do you want to say something, Shelby? 
Yeah, I was just going to say, like, in that, I think, like, the main takeaway from all of it is that when things are going well, use that as an opportunity to build. Right. Because otherwise, you will be desperate. So, yeah, I just, and I think it's very interesting, like, from that freelance perspective is because you, yourself, you're the company. So when you are kind of letting things slide, it can be very challenging. So, yeah, just, again, using those those good times is the opportunity to to grow and expand and work on, you know, business development. Right. You know, some, some people will have like an artist rep and they help find the work for them. But like, if you do that, then, then they are playing the role of marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. So if you refuse to do those things, that is an approach that you can totally go with. Right. Um, But again, you, you have to, you have to think about all these things. And to me, that's the thing that just people again, completely gloss over in Mm -hmm. this, in this world of everyone wanting to be freelance now, like it's, it's not that you're now an employee, but and doing the same thing just for yourself. Like, no, 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 you're, you're playing all the roles. Um, and again, for, for, for some people, no, that just can't work that way. And for other people, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. So again, for me, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, it <laughs> <Yeah>. doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll just do it. Um, anyway, so whenever we see things starting to slow down, which I think we had kind of a good heads up just from just a lot of the world news and everything that's kind of going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have been talking about this for the last year is like, okay, yeah, high inflation, um, there's a war going on, like all the signs of a potential economic downturn, right? And when the economy turns down, people will then kind of tighten the purse strings a little bit as they should, honestly, um, because there's uncertainty. And when there's uncertainty, there's fear. And when there's fear, there's nope, not doing anything. (laughs) Right. Um, so all the signs have been there for the last year now. And I think that in probably since last November, maybe I think is whenever we started to see like, okay, like we're starting to see a gradual decline in, in some of those project requests. So, I'm pretty sure it was in January where I was like, all right, let's see how January goes. And if it doesn't go well, then I'm going to have to have a plan. And it, it didn't go amazing. It wasn't again, no months have been like 100% decrease in project leads. It's maybe like a 20 to 20 to 50% drop. Um, I would give more specific numbers if I had this in front of me, but um, so again, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm trying to plan all of these things before they ever happen, right? So I'm like, what what to me tells me that I need to do something? What is the indicator that I need to do something different? And to me, that was kind of it, where I was like, all right, if I see a couple of months in a row where things are dropping below averages, then I got to do something. So for us, it was, okay, let's increase what we're doing from a marketing standpoint. Let's post more. Let's, um, you know, post our work more. We had a whole strategy of as far as how that goes for, for me personally, for my LinkedIn, it was okay. Got to post every day now. Like I I generally posted every day before, but now it became like, make sure you're doing that. Um, and there's a few other efforts that we just kind of increased from that marketing side of things. Mm -hmm. That's kind of honestly counterintuitive to how a lot of our clients might work and a lot of agencies they kind of 
when they when things start getting in trouble for them, they turn down the marketing, which never made any sense to me at all. Still doesn't. Maybe I'm not smart enough to understand it. But I, I just don't understand why marketing is the first thing to take a hit. Makes when no it's like, sense. It's like, well, well how are you going to spread the word about what you're what you're doing? It's like I don't the whole know. point. Right. So in a, in a lot of cases, they'll they'll keep their sales team. They, they understand the importance of their sales team. But sales without marketing isn't really the best strategy. So um, so anyway, so for, for us, it was like, all right, we need to increase our, our marketing abilities. Mm-hmm. And we, we have definitely done that over the last couple of months. And I still think that there's there's still more that we have planned that we are launching here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start doing things like reaching out to past clients. So I'll, I'll turn up that sales thing a little bit too. Yep. Now, not that I'm like super like sales mat in some of these calls. I'll just be like, Hey, how's it going? How's how things been really just kind of like reaching out to people. Uh, if they say like, Oh man, we've been like so busy. Great. Anything that we could help with. <laughs> if they tell us like, Oh no, we've been like doing layoffs. I'm like, great. Now wouldn't be a good time to tell them that, <laughs> Hey, we would love some business. <laughs> um, but again, like doing all these while you are busy is is really key because, yeah, those conversations turn into much more desperate things whenever you mm-hmm. just don't have anything on the horizon. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's tough because you never know how long those periods of time are going to last. For COVID, it was probably three, three months, I'll say, where things, I mean, things took a serious nosedive for three months and then came back. With what we're doing right now, I think it's more of a traditional, I don't want to call it a recession, but if, if we are to call it that, like, it's more of a traditional recession where it's kind of like more gradually decreasing. We just don't know where the bottom is exactly. exactly. Um, it's it's possible that the bottom already hit a couple of months ago and that we're now kind of leveled off and on our way up. Mm-hmm. It's... I bring up a lot of things like world situation because a lot of that plays a role. You probably wouldn't think so, but like the whole like debt ceiling uh, conversation that's going on right now. Yep. You probably wouldn't think that that has anything to do with you, but it 100% does. Yep. If they, if they can't pass a debt, a new debt ceiling, everybody is going, it's going to be chaos. It probably will be something. Exactly. It probably would be something like a nosedive from, COVID that we saw. Now, yeah. obviously, nobody in government either side wants that to happen because many reasons. Um, they're without getting too much into it. They're both basically children right now, and they have to argue about weird political things, and it's no fun for everybody else as a citizen. So yeah, it gets to impact all of us. <laughs> right. It's like all right, just just agree on something here quickly. But again, the politics, they use these kinds of situations for leverage to get other things passed. Again, I get it from a objective standpoint, but I just don't like that people are kind of in the crosshairs right now. So, but anyway, so like that, that's something that I'm paying very close attention to because yeah, it's, it's just going to be horrible if they can't pass something soon. So, um, and we have to be, I, I don't. Right. I guess that's, that's the thing. It's like, we have to be prepared for that. Um, as, as much as we possibly can, we don't, again, we don't know what that means exactly, but, um, 
we have to be prepared as, as much as we can. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's really the, the biggest thing that I'll, that I'll say, like at some point or another, um, I guess I feel like the, the greatest opportunities in this world are at those periods of time when things are down at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So like the best time to start a business in the history of the United States, there's probably people that can disagree with me on this, would be March of 2020. Because I just, <laughs> there's so much opportunity there where everything is down. It's a chance for you to learn something new, a chance for you to start to build something new that's going to solve a new solution or new pro- mm-hmm. a new problem that's evolved in the world. You have a, a huge chance to, to solve things. So I loved seeing like all these companies that were then like, you know what? We were a t-shirt company. Now we make masks. Like, like some of these companies did it so quickly. It was so impressive. Um, but I mean, you, you also saw restaurants taking a huge hit Yeah, where a lot of them could not survive. And it was because they didn't see that as an opportunity. They saw it as a threat yeah. and it, it, it was definitely a threat, but they didn't. Right. They failed to see the opportunity portion of things. Mm-hmm. You had other restaurants that were like, great, we have outdoor space. Here's some igloos. And we're now going to eat in these things. And they, they managed to create this experience that people don't want to go away. Like some people still have their igloos set up. And I'm like, 100%, that's super cool to me. Yep. Like with or without a pandemic, like, I don't know. Well, you learn to evolve. I think mm-hmm. that's the big thing is, and if you don't, you, you fall behind. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. When you see those, when you have those moments where everything's down, if you don't evolve, you will fall behind and that's right. natural. And I mean, I mean the same conversation, we've had this conversation about AI. You can have the conversation about the recession. I mean, it applies to everything. I mean, the world evolves, the economy is going to change and you have to kind of keep up. 100%. And again, I get, I feel a little bad Maybe I'm a little bit too direct, but it is survival of the fittest. There is, it is biology, really. If you can't adapt, then you will fail. Yeah. And again, it's, maybe it's not the fairest thing in the world, but that's, it's just, it's just how it is. It's, yeah. it's, it is unemotional. And if you don't adapt, you, you will die. Um, and Again, there's there's a lot of businesses that I saw had to close down that I'm like, man, that sucks. Like that place was yeah. great, the owners were great, it failed still nonetheless. Um, and I'm not saying that they were to blame for it necessarily, but what may have happened was they failed to find the opportunity fast enough. Yep. So, again, not to like say that we were some geniuses or anything like that, but whenever COVID happened. Um, I realized that nobody's spending money. So I was like, okay, well, what's... And this this is something I'd recommend to anybody. If things are at a desperate point where you just... There's no other thing for you to do. You feel like you're doing everything from a marketing and sales perspective. Chances are you might need to adjust your product. Mm-hmm. Or your pricing. Um, and that that's what we did. Was we're like, all right, what's an offer that's... Even in this time right now, what's an offer that's just too good to refuse? Mm-hmm. Like an offer that's 
not necessarily a sale price. Like, I'm not saying discounts necessarily. What I am saying is, like, what's something that you can do that makes sense for you to get less from financially? But maybe, you know, where where we we might work with a new client once a month. Um, we were thinking, what if we worked with 10 new clients in a week? Like, how would that look? And I think I've talked about the whole stop motion side of things before, but that's what we did. I was like, all right, $300 we'll do. I mean, typically we were in five figures for our projects. And I was like, let's drop that down to $300. (laughs) Um, And I did it that way because I was like, we could do a video in less than two hours. I'll take 60 minutes for shooting and then Colin will take 30 minutes for editing, something something like that. And then maybe another 10 minutes for sound design. And I was like, if we can do, like, really focus on volume, like, getting a bunch of people to book us up, like, that's fine with me. Like, it'd be a fun experiment to try. So that's what we did. We started doing these videos. We booked 20 of them in a week. And at that point, everything started to increase from from there on like for us it wasn't just a product it was also marketing it was also sales like it helped us with all aspects of what we were doing and i don't like it was definitely a scary time but that was that was like some of the purest stuff i feel like we've ever made Mm -hmm. was like we had to go back to like high school roots of (laughs) video making to do something like that and it looked good so it was like, huh, I didn't think that these things would turn out as well as they did, honestly. But it gave us confidence. We, we ended up doing another one uh, a, f- a month later, and I think we booked 15 or 20 again. And I was like, awesome. Yep. So, I don't know, again, so like even after doing that from a marketing perspective, we got people's attention. And mm-hmm. then we kept working with people. Um, and it just kept kind of growing back from there. So again, not to try to say that we were these big geniuses in a time where people were losing their jobs and losing their businesses, but we took a we took a risk because we knew that if we did nothing, we would be dead. Yeah. So like to me, I, I was like, this is necessary. This isn't just like some good fun idea. Like this was like you got to do something. What is it going to be? And it's got to be done today. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, yeah, I think that's really. I don't know. All I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Shelby. No, I just, I think it's very interesting because, you know, I know a lot of people that lost their businesses during, during COVID and it was hard. And, you know, there was a lot, there was a, there was a very great mourning period because I mean, obviously we were losing a lot of lives. We were losing a lot of what had made us comfortable as a culture. Right. And it was, it was challenging and I think for a lot of those businesses, just to be able to see, okay, well, this is how we've always done things. And this has been very comfortable for us. And now we're being faced with a completely new challenge. And I think it also brought to light some things that were already happening that people were just kind of ignoring with certain certain areas. Agreed. Where it's like, okay, Agreed. well, maybe Agreed. this has already been kind of falling by the wayside. And this just showcased it. It just put it straight in the spotlight. This is done. We need to move on from this. And I think that was very hard for people because, I mean, even some things, you know, things kind of continued on even, you know, businesses that you wouldn't expect, you know, 
we're, we're failing because it was just it was just something where you know what this is kind of a bygone this is part of a different era and they were kind of refusing to, to change and adapt to something new and I don't know I think I think there's a lot of opportunity in those times and I think we kind of forget about that because I mean obviously with stop motion it's like this kind of it brought you back to your roots and it kept you staying relevant it kept you relevant Right. You know, it was it was a good opportunity to stay relevant and it gave you something to do. It kept you creative. You know, it, it didn't, you know, I mean, otherwise you just would have been sitting around and nobody wants to do that. What's the point at that point? You know, why are you even doing this if you're just going to sit around even during those times? So you have to Agreed. find ways to get creative, I think, and use them as an opportunity to grow and think about things differently. Yeah, I think that's that's a really great way to put it. Um. Even if the money doesn't show up, ideally you're still doing something that you would mm -hmm. still do it even if it doesn't. Exactly. And that's that. that you're right. That, that brings up another opportunity. That um, some of the things that we've made. The th let me say this: the things that we have made that didn't pay us anything were the things that brought us brought us the most business. Yeah. It's a really weird way of looking at things, but when we tell personal stories when we do little tests here and there um i mean things that generally cost us money actually <laughs> um we do these things because we enjoy doing them but when we show those things off um it does it, it gets people's attention it, it serves a marketing purpose it serves mm -hmm. a personal purpose as well which which i think is kind of what we're getting to a little bit more here where it's like yeah, like, what what would you do if you weren't getting paid money to do it? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, maybe play the new Zelda, which is incredible, <laughs> by the way. I could do a whole podcast on that. Next week, next week. Next week. <laughs> um, anyway, so, I don't know. I, like, we, we, we think about the, the same things. Where we're like, okay, if we don't mm -hmm. book anything by a certain time... At what point do we say, like, what what are we going to do? We, like, even even if we could financially support nobody doing anything on the team for a couple of weeks, well, what do we do with the resources that we have? What what do we do with the people that we have on our team at that time? And that's that's something that we we're kind of being presented with on on our team lately. It's like there's a, a potential for us to just be done with projects and not have anything else to immediately go to. Mm -hmm. um, now we, as a team, we, we have always generally had like these sort of side projects that we have. Like when you have a couple of days in between projects or waiting on feedback, like go to your side project. Yep. Everybody generally has a different side project. Um, but whenever we're talking about, again, a week plus with multiple people, we start to think about like, well, we don't want to waste this opportunity Exactly. We have these highly skilled people that have a particular set of skills. Mm -hmm. like Liam Neeson, right? Uh, <laughs> make sure you got that one. Um, but like, what what do you, what do you do? Yeah. Um, and I like I, the thought of everyone just sitting around, just kind of waiting. Um, like I don't. Yes, I think about the, the financial aspect of things, but more so I think about like, man, all of these people 
got into this industry to like make cool stuff and if they're all just sitting on their hands right now waiting for the next thing like that's that would that would be a disaster in my eyes to to waste that opportunity um I love that question, though, because I think that 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 is a very good way to handle things is what would you do every day if money didn't matter? You know, would you still want to do this? Because if if you don't, why are you doing it? You know, right. So when when the money isn't rolling in, what do you do? And how do you look for those opportunities? Because like for me, you know, if money was no object, I just want to write. And that's what I do every day. Right. Because that's what makes me happy and I do it all the time. And it's that those are the things you have to think about. So when you're kind of hitting that, that stall within your business, especially creative business, how do you find, okay, well, if nothing's coming in right now, I still need to make things because you're still going to make great content during that time because you can use that content and help build your business at the same time. What do you do? Because right now it's not so much feeding your pocketbook, it's feeding your soul. I have I got a, the three year old trying to break in right now. I hear that. <laughs> scared the hell out of me. <laughs> um, I I think you're totally right, and that I think that's another point where businesses or freelance generally fails. Yep. Um, is because people realize that oh man, this thing sounded amazing, and I'm not I'm not trying to deter anybody from going freelance. I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is like. These are the things that nobody talks about. 100%. Like, everyone talks about the grand opening. Um, but there's these are the things that you, you're kind of faced with. Is like, okay, you when, you when you try to do all these things and you're doing a bunch of things in this business that you don't even like to do, and you're realizing that, like, oh, man, I'm not even, like, making stuff nearly as much as I used to. I'm too busy yeah. trying to write contracts and collect payments. Um Whenever something, whenever it gets starts to get hard, that's when people leave because they're like, okay, this isn't worth it anymore. Like, whatever. So it's like, be very sure. And again, you know, trying it out and realizing it's not for you, totally understandable. Um, but I think it's just something to keep in mind is that even the things that you don't think that you'd like to do, like you're going to have to do them still. So like, can you find enjoyment in every aspect of of what this actually is for sure because if you if there's even one aspect that you don't love and something bad happens you are going to run the other way yep um so for for me i guess i realized whenever things started to hit the fan where i was like this is actually kind of exciting in a weird way it's like i'm being challenged right now and i i love a good challenge um, it's, I mean, it's certainly much easier for me to look back on it now and say that it was a fun challenge than being there in that moment being like, oh no, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> but when you realize that these things will always happen, there will always be slow times. And you realize that while there are a lot of things out of your control, there are still a lot of things in your control. So yeah. what are you going to do? And it's always having a good answer for what are you going to do? Because nothing is not, that is not how you survive at any point. 
Very good. All right, let's go to some some final thoughts here. I think we we covered everything pretty good, but Shelby, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, just for me, it's just finding those opportunities in the low times and being prepared for when they come. So that means tracking your data, you know, paying attention to the economy, making sure you have enough savings to keep you through is another big one. I mean, just from the financial side, which you didn't really get into, but just making sure that you are prepared for those events. You know, they always say, like, have at least three months. So have at least three months. Six months is better. Um, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's making sure that you're prepared for those moments and making sure that you're using those moments as an opportunity to grow your business, grow yourself, grow your craft, you know, and working together. And use it, too. I mean, if you have a team, use it to build your team closer. You know, make your team closer. Have them work on things together you know, that they wouldn't typically be able to work on. You know, there are, there are a hundred opportunities that you can, that you can find in those moments just because maybe you're not bogged down by, by other work. Use it, use it as something to, to grow your team, grow you, grow everything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That was pretty good. That basically took, you stole my answer for so much of that. Uh, <laughs> the, the financial aspect that I'll talk about, I yeah. guess. Um, I strongly believe that every single person should follow a very strict set of rules when it comes to budgeting. <laughs> um, and I apply those same rules to my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like having having money set aside for emergency fund. It's one of the easiest, I shouldn't say easy, like it's it's hard to grow, but it's one of the easiest ways to get peace of mind in this world. Yeah. It is an insurance policy that you get to see grow if you have it in a high-yield savings account. <laughs> get into that another day. Um, but that's... I'm really glad that I kind of grew the business whenever I did because it took me a while to learn some of these lessons personally first mm-hmm. to then be able to apply it to the business. Yeah. I mean, I've never been one for spending frivolously or anything like that, but... Um, having, having that money set aside, like that's something that people say all the time, but nobody actually says what it actually does. Mm -hmm. And just like I was saying, like, it's the same, same thing where looking for work while you're already busy with other things, it's the same deal where you're like, okay, I have money here. Like, I don't need this. Like, if you want to know how to charge more or how to get bigger projects like that's it right there is you need to have financial security mm-hmm. so if you can say like okay yeah i'm going to this this conversation uh with a with a project that you know might be a little bit lower um but you know what i don't i don't like need need it right now so maybe i'll ask for 30 percent more than what i'd normally do and if they say no whatever um like i, I didn't need it um but more often than not, you realize that people start saying yes to that. And you're like, whoa, um, I'm going to try to end this quickly before my child just completely loses his mind. Sorry, everybody. Um, so really consider that stuff. I guess the one thing that one role that I didn't talk about is CFO. Every company needs a CFO. Even if that's just you, you still need to understand how to manage the money. Because how you manage the money plays a role in how production goes, how marketing goes. Um, 
if you're not using that money as a, a good resource, then again, it's just it's not going to be as as easy as it as it could be. So, yeah, I guess that's my my final thought would be watch your money, keep track of your money, keep your mind on your money, <laughs> uh, and your money on your mind. Okay, all right, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you all for joining. Uh, this is this has been one of my favorite episodes in a while. This is a little fiery topic here, huh? <laughs> um, thank good good question, Shelby. Thanks. Uh, and to everybody, I love you. Bye. The Comancy Show is created by Made by Things, and if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear. Leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.